Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. This is The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge and I am your host, Richard Holdridge, on this Friday morning. I hope that everybody is having a great week as we get ready for a weekend of sports. I tell you what, we have got a great show for you. It's Braves Day in the state of Georgia. We got a parade going on in downtown Atlanta and in Cobb County. I will talk about the significance of that. What is wrong with the Atlanta Hawks? Are they just playing really good teams or are they struggling as they lose to the Utah Jazz last night? And we had some football games last night, including the Thursday night game between the Indianapolis Colts and the New York Jets. And then Georgia State took on Louisiana, however, dropped that contest. And later in the show, I will have my high school football preview show and talk about the opener tonight with the Columbus River Dragons taking on the Port Huron Prowlers. So let's get right into the show. we got a parade to attend today in downtown Atlanta. The Atlanta Braves will have their victory parade. They won their World Series for the first time since 1995. This is the second parade in Atlanta in the last five years as Atlanta United won an MLS Cup in 2018. And the question on everybody's mind in the city of Atlanta and in the state of Georgia is, are they going to run this back again? Are they going to have more parades in the city of Atlanta? Say what you want about the narrative, but Atlanta is a great sports city. Look at what Atlanta has accomplished in the last five years. Say what you want, but the Atlanta Falcons did reach the Super Bowl. That is an accomplishment in itself. And they're continuing to get criticized for the 28-3 lead they blew against the New England Patriots. But you got to understand that Kyle Shanahan, the offensive coordinator, had a great game plan against Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, the two best head coach quarterback combinations in the history of the game. I remember waking up the next morning just feeling empty inside, thinking that there should have been a parade on downtown Peachtree. The Falcons would have had the same route that the Braves are having this afternoon. They're going to start on Marietta Street. They're going to go up Peachtree, and then they're going to break off, get on a bus, and travel up to Cobb County, that area where Cumberland Mall is, and they're going to go into the stadium. These tickets have been sold out. Schools all across Fulton County, Cobb County, Gwinnett, Clayton, Henry, they all have canceled class today. The governor has declared that this is a Braves day, so federal workers are encouraged to wear their Braves gear. Good luck trying to find some. You go to Academy Sports, all the Braves gear is completely sold out. The state of Georgia expects about 1 million people to see this parade. This is very vindictive. I'm glad that they're having this parade because this should have been a parade almost five years ago when the Falcons were in the Super Bowl, and they should have won that Super Bowl. But say what you want. Atlanta is a great sports city. Look at what they have accomplished. Not only the Falcons going to the Super Bowl, but the Atlanta Hawks making it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. 
Yes, I know that the Eastern Conference was weak, and they came out of nowhere, and I think that they're going to have some struggles this year because the teams are getting better, and they are preparing for the Hawks. But you also have Atlanta United winning an MLS Cup in their second year of existence in 2018. They had a parade as well. It was a little bit smaller parade than what we expect to have today. I can't tell you how many Braves fans live in Georgia that are excited that we finally have a parade here in Atlanta. And even though I won't be in attendance, I'm going to watch it on TV. Look, here, here's the thing. There's going to be about a million people at this parade. If you're smart about it, you're going to try to avoid Atlanta at all costs today. I still have to work. You know, the governor didn't give me the day off. And living down in Columbus, Muskogee County did not cancel schools for the kids that go to school here. I mean, if Columbus wanted to cancel school, they would have for any of the championships in the city of Columbus, like when the River Dragons won or the Columbus Lions. Remember, we still have four professional teams, and we are proud of these teams. I'm interested to see who is going to be in attendance for the Braves parade. Are we going to have members of the 95 team? Obviously, Ludacris and Big Boy are going to play a concert at Truett's Park after all the speeches. And there is a rumor that Outkast might make a reunion concert. That would be interesting. Outkast put Atlanta on the map because when I was living in California in the early 90s, the only reason I knew about Atlanta, one, was the Olympics in 96, was Outkast. They came out with an album called Southern Playalistic Cadillac Music in 1993, and they started name-dropping all the cities in Atlanta, East Point, College Park, Decatur. That's how I knew about Atlanta as a young high school kid. And then, of course, I moved to Atlanta in 2006, and this has been... The state of Georgia has been my home because I moved to Columbus in 2015. So Atlanta is a big part of my life. I've lived there for nine years. And I am glad to see a sports team have a parade in Atlanta. I didn't start out as a Braves fan. I'm still a Giants fan, but I root for the Braves locally because I live in Georgia. And good for them. The big question in the offseason is, will they re-sign Freddie Freeman? Their team is going to look a little bit different, especially with the collective bargaining agreement that the National League could have the DH. I think they need to re-sign Eddie Rosario. I think they need to re-sign Jorge Soler. I'm okay with letting Adam Duvall and Jock Peterson walk. You can't keep all those outfielders because Ronald Acuna Jr. is coming back and he is your franchise staple of the Braves, the future of the Braves. They sign him to that big contract and he is the best player on your team. So you've got to keep Ronald Acuna Jr. But they're also going to get Charlie Morton back and Mike Soroka. Hopefully, I think the Braves can run it back again next year. They're going to have a much better regular season. They could get home field advantage and win this thing once again. If everybody comes back, why not? Why can't the Braves win it back-to-back years and become the first National League team since the Big Red Machine to win back-to-back World Series titles? I know that's 
wishful thinking, but think how big the season is going to be next year in 2022, especially when the Braves have their opener. They display their championship banner from 2021, and they present the World Series rings to all the Atlanta Braves in their home opener. How exciting is that going to be? And if you're a Braves fan, it doesn't get any better than that. I really am curious to see how many Braves fans out there are going to go to the parade, but also how many of them attended any of those games at Truett's Park, games three, games four, and games five, because that had to have been an incredible atmosphere and just a great moment if you are a Braves fan. And I really am happy for the city. Once again, this is a Braves day. This is our special moment. There is no more Georgia sports curse. Atlanta is a great sports city, a title town, and I feel that there are going to be more championships to come. Now, moving on to the Atlanta Hawks, because I don't know what's wrong with the Hawks. Maybe they're just playing really good teams, because Wednesday night they lost to the Brooklyn Nets, and then they lost their first home game to the Utah Jazz. The Jazz just pulled away in this game, 116-98. Jordan Clarkson, 30 points off the bench. I actually thought that their two rookies that they drafted in the first round were going to have major minutes and get into the rotation, but Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper has been designated to the College Park Skyhawks, their developmental league, and they just can't get into the rotation. When you rely heavily on shooting, sometimes it's just not your night. Trey Young did have 21 points, but he shot 8 of 20. You did have players in double figures. Cam Reddish, I'm not sure what to think of him. Sometimes he'll have great games. He only had four points. Lou Williams, he said this is going to be his last year. I thought that they were going to get more out of Lou Williams. Danilo Gallinari has not been showing anything. Kevin Herter was quiet in this game. But Bogdan Bogdanovich, you paid all this money for this starter, a starting shooting guard, to complement Trey Young. He's not getting it done. John Collins is going to continue being consistent. He's going to try to do everything he can, but he only had two rebounds. He got outplayed by Rudy Gobert, and then you had Mike Conley, Joe Ingles. Remember, the Utah Jazz were the number one seed in the Western Conference, so the Hawks pretty much lost two straight games to two very good teams. The schedule gets tougher for the Hawks because they got to take on the defending Western Conference champions, the Phoenix Suns. I know they have their turmoil right now with their owner, but they travel up to Phoenix Saturday to take on the Suns. Then they go up into California and take on the Golden State Warriors, who are 6-1 and one on the season. Then they got to go, go back. Then they got to go back and take on the Jazz in Utah and then the Denver Nuggets, they have a gauntlet of a road trip at 4-5. and five? They could possibly be 4-9 and nine when they get back home to take on the defending champs, the Milwaukee Bucks, on the 14th of November. A very difficult schedule for the Hawks. But if they weather the storm, I still think this is a playoff team. I'm not sure they're going to reach the Eastern Conference Finals. You have a lot of talented teams in the Eastern Conference this year. And a surprise is the Toronto Raptors with their rookie, Scotty Barnes. Right now is the favorite to win Rookie of the Year. But you have the Miami Heat that looks pretty good. The Chicago Bulls, the New York Knicks. They're all on the top of 
the Eastern Conference. And don't count out the Philadelphia 76ers. I know they had their drama with Ben Simmons, but they're 7-2 and two right now. They're looking really good as well. You got some great teams like the Washington Wizards that won that Russell Westbrook trade. Their pieces like Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Montrez Harrell has complemented what Bradley Beal is doing. Remember when the Wizards wanted to ship Bradley Beal off? But he is their superstar, and the Wizards look like they're a playoff team. Over in the Western Conference, of course, Utah, the best team in the Western Conference with a 7-1 record, followed by the Golden State Warriors. The Mavericks are 5-3. and Remember when the Hawks beat the Mavericks opening night? And that was a very flawless game. A very flawless game. The Memphis Grizzlies, out of nowhere, 5-3. and Ja Morant might be a candidate to win the MVP, especially if the Memphis Grizzlies have a good year. And I don't know what's wrong with the Lakers. The Lakers lose again to the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's twice now that they have given up a big lead. They lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Anthony Davis is banged up. LeBron is going to be out for a week. I don't know what to think about this Lakers team. When healthy, they can beat just about anybody, but they've got to stay healthy. They're too old to play 82 games. You're going to have a lot of fillers. That's why they signed Russell Westbrook, because he is a minutes eater, and he can get you numbers, especially in the stat column. But is he that type of closer in the fourth quarter that's going to take the game-winning shot and hit it with confidence? The West is stacked. So if the Lakers are dealing with these injuries come playoff time, they might not even get into the playoffs. They could possibly get into the play-in game and have to play all their playoff games on the road. It's going to be a tall mountain to climb for the Los Angeles Lakers, and everybody has got to stay healthy. And Carmelo Anthony has started to become this catch-and-shoot guy out of nowhere. So the Lakers had a very disappointing loss, despite Anthony Davis's 29 points, but he was banged up. And then you also had Russell Westbrook with 27 points, Carmelo Anthony off the bench. He's that catch-and-shoot guy. He shot 5 of 10 from downtown. He had 21 points. The opener is tonight for the Columbus River Dragons. This is the defending 2021 Ignite Cup champions here in the city of Columbus in the Fountain City, the Chattahoochee Valley. They will travel on the road to take on the Port Huron Prowlers. Their first home game is next Friday on the 12th. Well, they will take on the Carolina Thunderbirds at the Civic Center. I think that's going to be great for the city to go see a hockey game. I've seen a River Dragons game. It's fun. Enjoy. Also, don't forget, December the 30th is the home, is the home opener for the Columbus Rapids. That is the new indoor soccer team, men and women's in the city of Columbus. This is really a great time to be in Columbus. We have four major professional teams. We've got the Columbus Lions, the indoor football team, and of course the River Dragons, the hockey team, the new Columbus Rapids, and we have the Columbus Chattahoots, which is the summer league team. Don't forget that the Savannah Bananas will be making an appearance at Golden Park on April the 15th. You don't want to miss that. Banana ball is always fun. I hear great things about what, what the Savannah Bananas are doing over in the Coastal Plain League. We do have a high school football show today as playoffs have started in the state of Alabama. The season wraps up for the teams in Georgia, and we did have some games last night at Connect Stadium. The Columbus Blue Devils finished their season at 4-6 and six by defeating Shaw 49-7. to Shaw had a very disappointing season. They close out their regular season. 
at 3 and 7. So no playoffs for either team, but tonight we do have a big game with playoff implications as the Grangers from LaGrange will travel down to Columbus at Connect Stadium to take on the Hardaway Hawks. So last night we also had Brookstone as they get as they get ready for the playoffs. They were able to defeat Heritage. So Brookstone finishes the regular season at 7 and 3. And we'll find out who they will face in the playoffs. We have another big game. No games at Callaway Stadium today in LaGrange because that Troop County-Jordan game got canceled. Remember, Jordan canceled their entire football season because of injuries and COVID outbreaks. But Callaway, who's trying to make a playoff push, they will take on a region game as they will travel up to Franklin, Georgia to take on Heard County. Callaway is 6-2 and two and Heard County is 5-4 and four on the season. After having a 4-0 start and beating very impressive teams like Hardaway and Troop County and Opelika, Callaway lost two straight games, one to Thomas County Central and then one to Harrelson County, who has an undefeated record in the region. So Callaway is going to go up the road, probably going to draw a lot of fans up there in Franklin to support your Callaway Cavaliers, who are trying to have a repeat of their state title they won last season when they beat Fitzgerald in the AA playoffs. Other games of note in Georgia, you have St. Ann Pacelli. That's going to take on Trinity Christian. Pacelli is 7-1, and and Trinity Christian is 9-0 and on the season. We also have Harris County that's taking on Whitewater. Interesting note about Harris County is they started 1-3, and and now they've had a strong season, which they come in at 6-3 and with the playoffs on their mind taking on a very talented Whitewater team that's 8-1. and one. You also have Northside that is traveling to Fayetteville, Georgia, to take on Stars Mill. Northside, they started off 3-0, and and they struggled as of late. They're now 4-4, four and four, and they're trying to salvage their season. Moving on to the other side of the river in Alabama as we have playoffs to talk about. Yes, I'm talking about playoffs for the Central Red Devils, a perfect 10-0 on the season. They will host round one of the playoffs at Garrett Harrison Stadium tonight in Phoenix City as they will take on Daphne. Daphne is 5-4 on the season. Central has the overall number one seed. Some stumbling blocks they could run into. They could possibly play Auburn again in the playoffs. Thompson is a very talented team. They've won two straight state titles. You have Hoover. That's a very good team. And of course, Hewitt Trustville. But Central, who won the state title in 2018, is one of the favorites to win the state title for 7A in Alabama. Talking about Auburn, they had a very impressive loss to IMG Academy last week. I think that gives them confidence at 8-2 and two going into this playoff game against Baker. Baker is 7-3 and three on the year. Over to 6A, Opelika, the best team in 6A Region 2. They started off 0-2, but they had a very strong regular season in Region 2 by going undefeated, and they will take on Northridge. The Bulldogs of Opelika come into this contest 7-3. Leah Montgomery, they will take on McCordry. Lee came in at 7-2, McCordry at 9-3. You have Eufaula. At 5-5, five and five, taking on Hueytown. Hueytown is 9-1, and one, and they are one of the top teams in 6A. Moving over to 2A, Lynette is going to host Geneva County. Lynette had a very talented season at 8-2. Then you have your private schools, the Glenwood Gators. They're in the playoffs. Even though they had a 5-4 and four record, they are taking on Morgan Academy, who is 5-5. Five and, five. and then 
Chambers Academy, they will host a playoff game. Chambers Academy had a very good season at 9-1, and one, and they will take on Wilcox Academy, our 4-5, and five, but they made the playoffs, so good for them. We do have a big weekend in college football, especially here in Columbus, as we get ready for the Fountain City Classic. It has finally returned to the Fountain City. Albany State taking on Fort Valley State. The Rams of Albany State, 8-1 and on the season, taking on Fort Valley State, 5-4 and four on the season. This game will be televised on ESPN+, and it will be at A.J. McClung Stadium. Now, after the Tuskegee-Morehouse game moved to Birmingham, this is the only college football game that we have here in the city of Columbus. This is a big event, especially for the alumni that have gone to Albany State and Fort Valley State. So it is a good time in Columbus to watch some college football and I am looking forward to it. We do have college football all across the country as well. I will go ahead and preview some of the games, including the University of Georgia. With the new college football rankings coming out, Georgia is the number one team in the country, and they are taking on Missouri at noon on ESPN. Georgia is favored by 39 points. They did have some injuries, had some suspensions on the defense. Adam Anderson suspended. But Georgia, who is stacked, they just don't let up. After that impressive win over Florida, their defense took over. And Missouri's defense have been tough. But the question is, who is going to start at quarterback for the Bulldogs? Is it going to be JT Daniels or is it going to be Stetson Bennett? Some other games, you have Alabama taking on LSU. I remember a time when... This was the best SEC game. It was the CBS primetime game. LSU is just not the same program. I know they won the national championship two years ago, but that's because they caught lightning in a bottle with Joe Brady and Joe Burrow, and they had NFL players everywhere, including Jamar Chase and Jefferson. But LSU, 4-4, four and four, taking on Alabama, who is 7-1, and one, and they are the second-ranked team in college football. A lot of experts say that Alabama can still run the table, make it into the college football playoff, even if they lose to Georgia. Of course, Alabama fans are going to be skeptical and say that's not going to happen. I love listening to the Paul Feinbaum show because I love hearing Alabama fans and Georgia fans just going back and forth about which team is better. It is great. Auburn is traveling to College Station to take on Texas A&M. I know Texas A&M is four. They're favored by four and a half, but Auburn can run the table and possibly win the SEC West if they beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Because remember, Auburn only has one out-of-conference loss, and that was to Penn State. Auburn has a very impressive resume, so that's a game to look out for. Moving on to the local teams. Well, first of all, I just want to say last night, I actually watched a little bit of that Georgia State-Louisiana game. It was 3-0 at halftime. Georgia State went up 10-0. Louisiana came back, and they eventually won, and they clinched the Sun Belt. They defeated Georgia State 21-17, the uh the Raging Cajuns are 8-1 and one on the season. Remember, their only loss was to Texas, and Georgia State falls to 4-5. and five. Georgia State, if they want to try to get a bowl game, they've got a very tough schedule. All they need is two more wins, but they got to take on Coastal Carolina next week, and then Arkansas State, and then Troy. So if they can win two out of three, they will be bowl eligible. And that's great for the Georgia State Panthers. All right, Georgia Tech, they will take on Miami. They will travel down to Coral Gables to take on the Miami Hurricanes, who have been disappointing. 
but they've won their last two games in an impressive fashion, beating the Pitt Panthers and NC State, and both teams were ranked. I don't know what's going on with Georgia Tech. They are 3-5 and five on the season. Head coach Jeff Collins, I don't think he's the answer. His first two seasons at Georgia Tech, he only won three games. So far, he's only won three games. Usually, it takes about three years to determine whether a coach is the right fit for the job because you have a recruiting class. Georgia Tech has not recruited at all. At least Paul Johnson, when he was there for a decade, had his triple option, and that was fun and exciting to watch. I know your traditional college football fans did not like the triple option. They want to see more of a pro-style offense. But Georgia Tech, they got to compete with Georgia. They now have to compete with Georgia Southern, and they got to compete with Georgia State. It is going to be hard to get players to an academic school in the state of Georgia and compete on a level, especially when the ACC has got talented teams like Clemson and Georgia Tech has not been getting the job done with Jeff Collins. I think it's time to move on and get a new head coach. Other local teams in the state of Georgia, you got Georgia Southern that's hosting Coastal Carolina and Kennesaw State will travel to take on Robert Morris. Mercer's got a bye this week. Moving on to NCAA Division II, you got North Greenville taking on Valdosta State. Valdosta State is 8-0 on the season. Remember a couple of years back when the Blazers of Valdosta State won the NCAA Division II title. That was great for the state of Georgia. That's always nice. Valdosta State was noted as title town on ESPN a couple of years ago, not just because of their talented college team, but the high schools that come out of Valdosta, like Lowndes, that have won state titles year after year in the state of Georgia. Also, you got LaGrange College, who won a game last week at homecoming. They're 2-6, and six, and they will travel on the road to take on Averett. So good times are coming here in the state of Georgia when it comes to college football, and you don't want to miss it. Now in the NFL, because we do have NFL games this week, the Atlanta Falcons have a important game against the New Orleans Saints, a long-hated rival. The Saints have their own turmoil, but they are 5-2. and two. Jameis Winston is out for the season, but Trevor Simeon is their quarterback. They still have Sean Payton. They still have a great defense. They still have Alvin Kamara, who's a Swiss Army knife. And the Falcons, after a very disappointing game against the Panthers, they are underdogs in this game. The Saints are favored by six and a half. And if the Falcons want to salvage this season, they've got to get a win against the Saints. I'm not saying it can't be done. A couple years ago, the Falcons stunned everybody in the football world by beating the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. But this has always been an important game. And these are two hated rivals. And of course, what Sean Payton did a couple years ago with the choke sign with Devonta Freeman, that just did not sit well with Atlanta Falcons fans. Other games of note in the National Football League, the Cleveland Browns taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Both teams had disappointing losses. The Bengals losing to the Jets, and then the Browns losing to the Steelers. So the Thursday night game, Mike White actually got injured and left this game. It was more exciting than what the score said. The Colts were able to beat the Jets 45-30. to This game was over in the third quarter when the Colts were up 42-10. to Jonathan Taylor had a very good game, a very good fantasy game as well. 19 carries, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. 
maybe the Colts are better than we thought. And I shouldn't have been embarrassed as a 49ers fan to know that they lost to a very talented Indianapolis Colts team that lost to the Titans last week, but the Colts bounced back and they beat the Jets. Is Mike White the Jets quarterback going forward? Because he had a good drive, got injured. Jeremy Johnson came in in relief. I'm not sure if Zach Wilson is the answer at quarterback for the New York Jets. So we got the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Denver Broncos. The Broncos who traded away Von Miller. They're just punting on the season. Cowboys are a big favorites. They are a favorite by 10. Dak Prescott should play. But Cooper Rush had a very good game last week. And then the next game, you got the Houston Texans taking on the Miami Dolphins. This game, both teams are 1-7. and seven. Ouch. You got the Las Vegas Raiders who are not going to have Henry Ruggs. Everybody knows about that story. It's just a tragedy, and I just can't imagine what the family and the victims are going through. But the Raiders, one distraction after another, but they're 5-2, and two, and they are favored, and they should beat the Giants going into that Kansas City, Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs game next week. You have the New England Patriots. I don't know how they're doing it, but the Patriots are winning. They're taking on the Carolina Panthers. Both teams are 4-4. Four and four. You have the Buffalo Bills taking on the Jaguars. Buffalo's favored by 14.5 points, and they are a road favorite by two touchdowns. Buffalo is looking to pull away in the AFC, especially if with the Patriots at 4-4, four and four, the Bills need to continue winning because the Patriots could catch Buffalo in the AFC East. Then you got the Minnesota Vikings, who had a disappointing loss to the Dallas Cowboys last week, taking on the Baltimore Ravens at 5-2. Ravens are really good, even though they lost to Cincinnati a couple of weeks ago. They're just coming off the bye. You got the Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Philadelphia Eagles at home. Hopefully, Justin Herbert can bounce back and get the win there, even though that game is on the road. The Green Bay Packers will take it on the Kansas City Chiefs in the Fox game of the week. They will not have Aaron Rodgers because he tested positive for COVID. I don't know if you should trust this guy. It seemed like he fooled everybody by saying he was vaccinated indirectly. I'm not going to say he lied that he wasn't vaccinated, but he is going to sit out. Jordan Love will be in place. Now, this will be a time for Packers fans to see if Jordan Love can play, if he is the guy that will take over when Aaron Rodgers leaves. Although I don't think he's going to leave anytime soon. He's got a lot of years left. And the Chiefs bounced back by getting a victory over the Giants on Monday Night Football. And so Patrick Mahomes, who has some of his pieces back, some of the defensive players like Chris Jones and Frank Clark are back for the Chiefs. Maybe this is where the Chiefs start turning the corner on their season. All right, the San Francisco 49ers will take on the Arizona Cardinals at Levi Stadium. The 49ers are coming off of that impressive road victory over the Chicago Bears last week. The Cardinals had a disappointing loss to the Green Bay Packers, their first loss of the season. The Cardinals will be without Kyler Murray. The 49ers will have some good news as they will get George Kittle back. So it's another game where Jimmy Garoppolo has a chance to prove that he is the quarterback in San Francisco. And I think the 49ers, who are still a talented team, gets the victory over the Cardinals, especially since Kyler Murray is not going to be in the lineup. The Sunday night football game will be the Tennessee Titans taking on the Los Angeles Rams. The Titans will be without Derrick Henry for 8-10 to 10 weeks. 
with that foot injury. They did sign Adrian Peterson, but let's be honest, the Titans are not the same team without Derrick Henry. And this game is at SoFi Stadium in L.A., and I think the Rams, who are looking like the best team in football, I think the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl this year, especially with the addition of Von Miller. They are going all in, kind of like how the Dodgers went all in with Max Scherzer and Trey Turner at the trade deadline. Ah, That's neither here or there. And so the Monday night football game will be two historic teams, but their records makes me wish that Monday night football can do flex scheduling. The Chicago Bears taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, on this show, I want to take the time to acknowledge... Buster Posey, who announced his retirement from baseball. He was the catcher for the San Francisco Giants, a 12-year career. He was a seven-time All-Star. He won an MVP, and he had three World Series championships. He was the best catcher that the Giants ever had. And the question now that he has retired, is Buster Posey a Hall of Famer? Does he have Hall of Fame numbers? as a catcher. Remember, Mike Piazza made the Hall of Fame. He had some pretty impressive numbers. Buster Posey's career wasn't as long as most of the Hall of Famers who have statistics when it comes to longevity, but he did have a very good career as the leader in the clubhouse for the San Francisco Giants, and he was a lifetime batting average of 302. So yes, I feel Buster Posey is a Hall of Fame catcher, even though his career wasn't as long as most of the Major League Baseball players out there. This will lead to the San Francisco Giants having Joey Bart as the catcher that is going to take over for Buster Posey for 2022. And I expect some big things from the San Francisco Giants for for 2022 after winning 107 games. However, their season ended abruptly, losing to their longtime hated rival, the Los Angeles Dodgers, in the National League Division Series. It's an exciting time to be a sports fan, and it's an exciting time to be in Atlanta as we have a parade that's happening in about four hours, and I cannot wait for it. I'm really going to be excited about seeing all my friends who are Braves fans who might go to the parade, might post something on Facebook. Remember, get your tickets, get parking. There's people already parked down at downtown Atlanta and the battery getting their spot and sitting out in the cold. It's not going to rain today, but it's going to be a great time in the city of Atlanta. I do have a special announcement that I would like to make. It is official. I am the new public address announcer for Russell County High Basketball. I was the public address announcer For Russell County High football, they had a very successful season. The season ended a couple of weeks ago, and so I'm moving over to basketball, which will be an easy transition, and the season will start November the 12th as they will take on Bullock County. I was looking at the schedule. There's a lot of home games, and I'm hoping that the team can just rally around with the fans and the fans that went out to Corbett stadium at Russell County for the football team can come over to the gymnasium and watch this talented Russell County basketball team. That is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. 
And it's not just the men's basketball team. It's also going to be the girls team and the JV team that I'm going to be public address announcing for. And I'm excited because I used to be a play-by-play announcer for basketball at Freed Hardman University. Which, that's another thing, is I was very fortunate Wednesday night. You know, many of you know I live in Columbus and I work in LaGrange. So I was very fortunate to just drive 20 minutes down the road over to West Point, Georgia, which is very close to where I work, to see my alma mater, Freed Hardman University, play their opener against Point University. The Skyhawks of Point in the NAIA having their opener and Freed Harmon was able to win the game. So I was happy to see them. And the team was probably appreciating of the fact that I was wearing my Freed Harmon gear and seeing that I was in attendance watching the Freed Harmon Lions. That was something that I always try to take advantage of. I think um, back in 2013, I went to the Trans-South Conference Championship at Life University in Marietta, Georgia, when I was still living up in Atlanta. And I was able to see Freed Harmon take on Life University. So anytime Freed Harmon will take on a team from Georgia, and if I live close enough, I will try to make it to the game. Because that's how dedicated and loyal I am, and I just want to support my alma mater. That is all the time I have on the show. I think I broke a record. This could be possibly the longest show I've ever had since I've done this podcast since January of 2020. Thank you, everybody, that has downloaded my podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. One thing about my Facebook channel is that the podcast is uploaded automatically because I've done the RSS feed that feeds right into my Facebook page. So once the podcast publishes, you're able to listen to it without downloading anything to your smartphone. You just go to the Facebook page and you can listen to the podcast. And of course, I can't tell who's listening because the numbers aren't shown in my Anchor account. But still, that's one way to listen to the podcast without having to download content on your phone. Because I have Apple Podcasts and I listen to about 20 podcasts. And the memory just fills up on my phone. I'm talking 20 gigs of memory. But if you're interested in being a guest, just message me on my Facebook page because I would love for this podcast to grow. I would love to be a guest on other people's podcasts. I think as podcasters, we should all work together to provide the best content possible so we can broaden our audience. And of course, my audience has always been the local Columbus area which now that I'm doing basketball games, I'll make sure that I cover high school basketball this year as it is just around the corner. Okay, everybody have a great day. I will talk to you Monday. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdred. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.